Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to our podcast. This is our fifth. This is our fifth podcast. Um, so this week's was actually going to be about social anxiety. We decided to change it up a little bit, and we're going to be talking about the studio and our vision with the studio and God's calling and everything with our personal lives and experiences here. Uh, we not only have our team members with us, uh, or a few of them, we also have our guest speaker, Miss Heather, with us as well to talk about uh, not just what Alex or Miss Alex was saying about um, the vision for the studio, but their roles with the studio, whether it's assisting classes or running the front desk of the uh, studio. Um, but we're going to start it off this week by saying our name and our positive for the week. Uh, do you want to explain why we say our positive for the week? Yes. So we say our positives each week because... Um, it trains us to always find the positives in everything, even if, you know, it seems like you've had a negative week, you can always find a positive to come out of it, and it's just a way to train our brains into always finding that. And you yes. can go first. Okay. My name is Miss Heather, and my positive for the week is that because the weather was so awesome, I got to take our dog out for a walk on campus and to go play in the dog park. And I took Miss Hallie Max positive and I really don't feel guilty at all about it. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> um, my name is Miss Alex. Um, think, think, think. <laughs> my name is Miss Alex and my positive for this week is that, uh, this is going to make me sound like a nerd, but I just became obsessed with this one anime show that I was watching and I love it and I'm just, it's a positive. My name is Miss Hallie Mack, and my mother literally took my positive after I said it. It's okay, I gave you life. Well, <laughs> my positive for this week, I guess now, is that I restarted one of my favorite TV shows with Miss Heather. <laughs> I'm still upset. <laughs> my name is Allie, and my positive for the week is that Addie hugged me. <laughs> oh, I feel so loved. She showed you affection? Yeah. <laughs> my name's Addie, and my positive is for this week is I had a sleepover with my dance team. Ooh, that's a good positive. That's actually, that's actually why they weren't here this past week, in case you were wondering. Yeah, when it was I wasn't being, guys, that was not being sarcastic. I was being serious. It's a good positive. Um, but that's actually why it was just me and Miss, Miss Hallie Mack. Coffee week. talk. Yeah, coffee talk. It was because the team was at a sleepover together, so, um, yeah. We were cuddling. <laughs> good stuff, yeah. Do you want to start off what the topic was? Oh, me? Yeah. Okay, sure. It was your idea, sort well, of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to talk about the studio, but I wanted to talk about it in regards to not to, like, talk about the studio, even though we're talking about the studio. I wanted to do that in regards of the fact that God has a purpose for all of us, and we are all created. We are literally created and designed to make an impact. Whether the impact is good or whether the impact is bad is up to us. And, um, and we have a, a calling. And our calling, well, I, I guess it's all, all of our calling. I mean, Hallie, Miss Hallie Mack kind of, you know, spurned the idea of it all and everything, but was to work with youth in a ministry standpoint. And then Hallie Mack's um, dance passion made, um, made this, our ministry working with youth become the studio. And, um, but part of our mission in regards to the studio is to help 
our dancers or performers become find their purpose and what their calling is not necessarily through dance but like you had said um Allie and Addie are assistant teachers in our classes with our littles and working with them they could find out that wow this is something that I have I have a natural ability for and I love this this is what I want to do they could also find out absolutely not <laughs> this is not <laughs> what I'm supposed to do but you know and and they could also find out that they want to be pursue dance as a career they could find out that they want to pursue teaching dance as a career they could find an acting that I mean or just the little things that we do with the community when COVID allows us to with volunteering in nursing homes because as a community our team or as a team we will go into the community and we will serve the community because we love this community they've supported us and they could discover while they're serving these avenues of what their calling is. So that's our vision from the studio, not just dance. Right. Do you want to? We also, um, they not only get to see what they want to do, whether it's teaching with youth or just using youth in general, um, like with whatever they like, if they want to be pediatric. Is that that? I can't speak. <laughs> uh, pediatrician <laughs> or anything like that. Um, they also, we teach them how to grow with that with the Lord. Um, so how to continually, like when they get to college or if they just go straight into a job, how to um, read your Bible every day, how to have a devotional, how to um, lean on God when you need to lean on God or when you don't want to lean on God, just how to lean on Him. Um, how to, uh, if you go to college, how to deal with peer pressure because not a lot of people in college are Christians. Um, how to do all of that stuff. That's really the vision for the studio is just to be um, able to find your purpose in life through Jesus. Yes. Did you guys want to talk about your experience with assisting or just being here in general? Just talk about like, uh, would vision be the right word or like what they see well, just, happening or, or what they, they started, like about it now? Yeah. And maybe talk, talk about what you've liked about it now and how it's helped you, um, find things out about yourself. Um, but also before you do that, in regards to helping you guys fulfill um, or find and go out to fulfill your purposes is um, we are being a college prep program. As Allie knows, she's in eighth grade, but she's already expressed her interest in what she wants to do for a career um, in regards to dance. And so we are all, we are going to start with our sophomores as well next year, um, finding the colleges that they want to be going to. One of our dancers wants to be on a dance team in college, doesn't necessarily want to have dance as a career, but wants to have be on a dance team in college. So she's told us the colleges she's interested in already. So we are going to start looking to find out with their, from the coaches at those universities, what are your requirements? What do we need to be working on with them for auditions? What do they need to have? Um, and we've been, you know, talked to you, Allie, in regards to one option of the colleges out there for what you want to do for a career. But yes, go ahead now. Um, kind of back to the thing about assisting in classes. I have a little brother at home. <laughs> Everybody at the studio knows about him. Love him so much. And we just get along great. And I thought maybe that's just a sibling thing. Maybe I just like him so much because he's my sibling. But when we got into these classes and we were assisting, I'm like, I really like this. I really like being around kids. I like helping kids. I like talking to them because they're just so positive. They're just great to be around. <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely the opposite because I love assistant teaching, but I was like, I can't talk to them. 
they're wild. They're crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something this is sort of, this isn't like about sustain, but something that's interesting that I've kind of figured out over the last couple of years, not just like here in the studio, but also from the dance team last year that we had, and even going back to before we had the dance team and we were doing You Matter in the schools, and even before that. So something that I've figured out through all of this is that, and you guys are going to agree with me. I typically can get along with and get people that are of middle school age to listen to me more than I feel like, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like some kind of connection. Like, I don't know, like I'm just better at like, and after that it's fine. Like I can keep the relationship, but I'm really good with um, people who are like 14 and under. And I figure that out from being here, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would agree with that statement. I mean, you know, you you love all. You can of have the, all. Yeah, but you love all of the students, but there's just there's a specific age range, and this is how every individual is. There's yeah. a specific age range of kids when you go to work with them that it's not an effort. You don't have to figure out, okay, so how do I need to talk to them? How do I need to work? You know, to make us connect and to but. You, you could just come in and boom, connect. Right, and I don't and, think and I would have noticed. I don't, I don't think I would have, like, so when I say, like, from years before, it was like that before, but I didn't figure it out until after being here. Like, mm -hmm. not just here, but, like, from a, a lot mm -hmm. from the team last year because the middle school-aged girls mm -hmm. were always, like, they wanted to be with me. <laughs> and, and it's like, but why? Like, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I I always knew that I wanted to work with youth, and I always, um, like, I would volunteer at church and teach, like, the three-year-olds all the way up, and I would do everything like that. So, like, I have always been able to um, connect and teach with all age groups, but I feel like I connect more with the high school age group and, like, the babies, like the three-year-olds. Okay. I feel like that in between I connect with, but they're not like my specialty. My specialty is the youngest ones and the oldest ones. Yeah, and I feel like mine's like the in-between, mm -hmm. like the little bit older than the, the tinies. Mm -hmm. And then, um, it, like like we said, I can get along with any of them. Mm -hmm. But like for me, it's just so, so funny because, I mean, we've even talked about this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the classes, she'll, like for level one and two, they connect with her so good. And with me, they like don't speak. <laughs> they, an opposite they, for other classes. They're, they're more shy, but they have been talking to me recently, which has mm -hmm. surprised me because they're usually so quiet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I honestly, because you're saying that you've known for a long time that that's what you like. That I don't think I ever figured that out. I don't think my intention ever was to work with youth in any way until like this last two to three years, probably. I don't think I had any intention of it. In fact, I think I kind of like was like, no, like, to the idea for a long time. Didn't you, at one point, um, when you were dating <coughs> Kyler, okay, so Alex, Miss Alex is married to my son, Kyler, and um, didn't you, at one point, when you guys were dating before you got married, weren't you, like, sitting at church, and then all of a sudden, you just felt like this, Oh, you felt some sort of a, a calling or a, a, no. a push or something? So that's not at church, but no. it was very similar. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a church. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> so basically, I was working at an orthodontist office as like a marketing coordinator, you know, completely unrelated to what this is. And I really didn't like it that much. I don't know why. And it was like a kid. It's like a pediatric like it was younger kids who came in there. It was like braces. That was it. So like, but I still did not like like it that much. Like part of me did, but I just like could not stand it. I don't know if that kind of like drove this thought into my mind. But there was one day when I was driving, and it was like I was on like a lunch break running an errand or something, and I literally heard like in my head that 
well, because we before we moved to Kentucky, we moved to Ohio. So I heard it in my head, like just from nowhere, you're going to move to Ohio. And this is like before anyone said anything about moving to Ohio. And so then whenever I found out that he was planning on moving to Ohio, I don't even think we were, were we engaged? No. 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 Dating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, and then he was like, yeah, so we're thinking about moving to Ohio. I was like, what? Because I totally just like was told that like more than one time. It happened when I was driving in the car and it happened like when I was like in the shower and somewhere random like that. And I kept hearing something tell me that I was going to end up moving to Ohio. So, yeah. So I feel like going off of like callings, I feel like that was basically me being told that's what I was supposed to do. So, which is really cool, which really we're not talking about the studio now. But which is really, really <laughs> But the thing that's really cool about that is how God will literally put you on a path and that path can go in all kinds of directions. It can change to where it's not even related to anything that you've ever done before. Right. Like anything and, can show your calling. And yeah. I love there's a phrase that says that God doesn't call the equipped. He, he equips the called. Mm-hmm. And I love that phrase because that's literally and it's what we told you I told you guys last night when we were turning in that video um that we were doing and um that I had said to you guys well did you guys do your very best because if you did your very best before I turn this in it doesn't matter what the outcome's going to be because God is literally going to direct it the way it's supposed to go as all we're called to do is give our best give our very best and God will direct everything into how it's supposed to be and that's what happened with us we gave our very best in Ohio and giving our very best in Ohio opened up our opportunity to come here. And I don't think we would have ever been here if we did not go to Ohio first. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that um, your calling isn't necessarily just like your job. Um, Because like for us, our calling is our job. We're working at the studio and there's different things like you're working, or Miss Heather works the front desk and she experiences um, a bunch of different stuff that me and Miss Alex don't experience because we're behind the, well, not necessarily behind the scenes. No, I'm um, behind the scenes. But you when, you walk, when you walk inside the studio, we're like in the back of the studio in the rooms and we're um, experiencing our calling that way. And the students, they're actually getting a calling um, like our team and everything, they're getting a calling, but in a different way because this isn't what they're going to do for their whole life necessarily. But it's their calling of the, on during this time, their calling <laughs> is to do dance and minister to people through that or to minister to the kids because they're the older kids. They're so much cooler than, or, and like they want to be them and all this stuff. So each of us have a different calling and purpose with the studio, even if it's not um, – our own studio like it's me and miss alex and miss heather's studio but it's not the teams and they still have their calling happening through this Uh, back to the thing about like a calling or hearing a voice when the studio first opened up and my mom was just scrolling through her facebook page she saw nexus point a new studio opening up she's like hey is this something you want to do and without even like thinking about it i was like absolutely yeah Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I n- I've never danced before. This is my first year of dance. And I walked in, and they're all masked up because of COVID. And I was kind of thinking, I think this is where I want to be. I think this is like what I want to do. This is where I want to be. It's um, awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, like, in regards to, it's sort of like in regards to the studio, but it's sort of talking about like callings and sort of like how it's weird. Okay, so whenever I first was working, I was working in an entertainment company, and uh, I it was up it was a roller coaster up and down. So whenever I left the company, 
she went around and told everybody that I was leaving the company because my dream was to work like in dentistry, which like was not true. I was not <laughs> leaving for that reason, but she told everybody that. And she sent out a mass email. This, this all comes back. She sent out a mass email to every single client at, at the company and told them that I was leaving because I have a dream with working with teeth. And I was like, okay, that's really weird. And so to think about that, because at the time, I think that I sort of thought maybe that could be a thing. Um, but it's funny to think back that that wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was like 2016. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking, how weird is it that I, I feel like now, because I'm friends with all of them on Facebook, they see everything I share and they're like, probably like, well, that was a really big change. Like, I thought you were going to work in teeth and you're working in a dance studio. Like, it's just funny. And I think it just goes to say that it's like, it doesn't really matter how far off you are from doing something uh, if what God's calling us for you to do is like a specific thing that's completely unrelated to whatever it is that you're doing at the moment. He's going to make it happen. And for, for in, in some crazy roundabout, long, twisty road, I ended up here. <laughs> so yeah, I want to go off of that because like Al, or Miss Alex said, she doesn't, she didn't know her necessarily like her calling for life or whatever until that roundabout way. I knew mine when I was like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really interesting that each person has a different way. So like it takes some people an extremely yeah. long time, not necessarily because they're just avoiding hearing it. It's just because they have to take different routes to get there. And for me, I just heard it immediately and I just focused on that only, which kind of had me miss out on some things because I was so focused on just the calling, but it's so much more rewarding because all I was thinking about was what I was supposed to do, how to get to where I was supposed to go um, so that I could fulfill his purpose. And everyone gets to it a different way. Sometimes you have to have the roundabout way and sometimes you just know and you go for it. Um, but yeah. Well, see, and see, I think all of, both of what you two said fascinates me because me being... We'll just say the age that I am, you know, which is, you know, maybe just one or two Old. years older than you guys. <laughs> but yeah. me being the age that I am and then having Hallie Mac be my daughter and then you being my daughter-in-law. And this is like so encouraging for you two, as well as anybody who's listening that is young, looking back and seeing the pathways that have happened and seeing literally you can go backwards and see how God's plan truly came out almost like a map huh showcase beauty ballet yes. anyways um <laughs> so <laughs> hint, hint, come to our showcase and you'll know what i'm talking about yeah. but um anyways hallie she wanted when she and she was 12 years old and she said i'm called to teach dance as a ministry point blank there was no question about it that's what she knew she was supposed to do and because she was able to do knew that at such a young age we had the uh, opportunity in her the dance studios that she was at that we informed the teachers of that and they immediately had her be assistant assisting even at 12 assisting in the classes they immediately were teaching her how to create choreography they were doing all of these things at age 12 and on up and all the way through as she continued she wasn't just taking dance classes but they were helping her become a choreographer and a dance teacher and and so that path was straight and narrow and she took it and there it went, and at the same time, she had all kinds of obstacles, but it never, it never curved her path. But then when I look back at, at Alex's path, and it's all over the place. It, it is, it's all over the place. <laughs> but 
had she not worked in the entertainment had industry not, at that yeah. company, we wouldn't have had Zach Manzella mm -hmm. come to Ohio and do this masterclass. He's like a choreographer for Jennifer Lopez and all of these famous, famous musicians. He was a backup dancer for them and he's a choreographer for their videos and all this kind of stuff. And she's a personal friend of his from working there. And we have him as an awesome resource for any of our dancers that are wanting to learn more about the dance industry. And had she not gone to that company and worked there, and, and she would have never had that as part of her calling here. So when anybody ever says to me, um, or any of you young, young, younger kids, not that you're kids, um, mm -hmm. say to us about something bad that's happened to them, you know, the cli it's some people it's a cliche where they say, well, God just did you a favor. And it's like, well, no, actually, this is all part of the plan. He wanted you to learn something from this so that you could take it with you in your calling because it's literally part of it. He wanted you to take this detour because that detour was going to actually take you the right direction towards his calling for you. But as, when you get older and you look back, it's just so cool to see the path that led you to where you are. Um, I was going to, because what she said about the path being all over the place, uh, well, it's funny too, because like what she was saying, he's preparing you for whatever it is that he wants you to be doing at certain moments in time. So even though it like, cause when I say this was literally never, ever on my mind, this was never, never even a dream really, which, and it's funny because I know that for, for Hallie it was yes. like, and for me it wasn't, it just never, never thought of, I wanted to be like a Disney star, like work in the entertainment industry or whatever, but Somehow along the way, he made things happen that made it to where I could do this now and do it well. Because like, you know, whenever I was in high school, I danced. I was on drill team with no intention of doing it outside of that. But it's just interesting to think that that even happened. Like, why did I do that in the first place? Because whenever I did that, it was on a whim as well. It was like, oh, I'm going to try out for the drill team now. Like, you know, and there was no uh, reason. So it's just interesting to see how he'll prepare you for the path that you have even if it's completely not even on your mind. So mm -hmm. it's interesting. I feel like what going back to what Miss Heather said about when something bad happens, it's like God's doing you a favor. I did soccer in like sixth grade, and then I was going to do it in seventh grade. And then I injured my foot. I tore tendons and stuff. It was going to be what well, was supposed to be a short-term in injury, maybe back in a month or so. Then COVID hit, and I was at home for months in the boot, you know, and I couldn't, there's no way to do soccer because I couldn't get into a doctor to know what I was going to do. And after I finally got back to the doctor, soccer was already over. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And another month went by. I wasn't really wanting to do soccer anymore. I was kind of gave up on that. And then dance came along. And I think God kind of did me a favor turning me off the path of soccer and sending me in the direction of dance, you know? As painful as it was hurting my foot and as stressful as it was, it kind of led me to where I am now, so I'm thankful for that. Well, I didn't want you to get hurt, but I'm thankful too because we wouldn't have you, <laughs> so I'm very glad you're <laughs> yeah, here. And not like, not like a favor, but like he was, because you, you just like literally said, you were like, it wasn't a favor, and she was like, he was doing me a favor. But what they mean is that yeah. the bad thing he used for to good. put them on the path yes. they were supposed to be on. <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing is a waste of time. And I, th I know a lot of people will be like, that was a mistake. That was a waste of time or something like that. Or like, if even if it's like with friendships or relationships, like I put two years of my life into this and I just wasted all my time or anything like that. I feel like all of that 
is part of your path for your calling. So like with Addie and her soccer, um, or with Miss Alex and her uh, entertainment in industry or her dentistry and all that stuff that she did, nothing is a waste of time. All of that led you to whatever this is. All of those experiences lead you to helping other people that go through that. Um, for me, with my bullying or with my injuries, I can use all of that knowledge to help other people with it. So whenever um, one of my students comes to me and they're like, hey, this hurts me, I can tell them, okay, well, I learned from my experience with my surgery, this is what you do to fix it. Or if somebody's like, I'm having a really hard time at school with um, all these bullies, I can tell them about my time and how to help with that. Um, and there's just all these things that could be like bumps in the road, but every single thing that you're having a bump in the road with is just your knowledge and is um, God using that to make it wisdom uh, to speak into other people's lives to help with the calling whether it's with what you're doing now or what you're doing in the future or just a moment in time. That can be like a short-term calling, not just a long-term one. I feel like what Miss Hallie was saying about all of her experience, things she's went through, and how she can understand. I've always been the kind of person, like, when something's hurting me, I'll push it to the side. And you don't need to be, like, complaining all the time, but you don't need to, like, put it all to the side. And we all do that on the team. We're all really bad for when something hurts us, we don't tell each other because we don't want to hurt each other's feelings. And I feel like they've all kind of taught me that it's okay. <coughs> You're human, stuff can hurt you, and you have to tell people. You don't want to be injured again because that's what really happened with my foot. I let it go on for so long. It just would have been a quick injury if I would have told someone or if I would have asked for help on how to fix it, but I didn't. So I feel like I'm kind of learning now from Miss Hallie Mack. Um, yeah, one thing too that I don't remember where I've seen this I'm, I've been reading the Bible so much of it every day it all blurs together but um, uh, one thing that I know is like a common theme and I've heard lots of people I think they talk about it at a better life church our suffering can help someone else's suffering so like mm -hmm. as in like if I suffered through something that can be me like what what Miss Hallie Mack was saying, that could be me giving, get, gaining wisdom from that suffering and being able to help somebody else through the same thing. And then I always think to myself, Jesus was not exempt from his suffering and he was literally perfect and he got on his knees and God's like, but this is part of my plan for you. And so I think, well, I'm not exempt from suffering either. And as annoying as it can be, I think it's important to also rejoice within the sad things in our life because we're thinking that it's getting us closer as long as we're close to God and we're on his path you know we're gonna be mm -hmm. having that eternal joy mm -hmm. I feel like what oops <laughs> I feel like what Miss Alex was saying about your suffering can help other people with their suffering my whole life my mom my mom's my best friend so we talk about this all the time um diabetes was like really hard and you get really down about it sometimes but she always told me someday Addison you're going to help somebody with this you're going to help someone get through this and I did one of my friends got diagnosed in his sixth grade year late in life wasn't used to this lifestyle and I feel like it was good that I had suffered not necessarily like suffered but I had went through this and I kind of knew what he was feeling and what he was going through and I felt like it was good for me to help him because it made me feel better I'm like hey, I'm not alone. Other people have went through this, you know? And I was kind of thinking, my mom's told me this my whole life. It's coming full circle, you know? Which I'm going off of that and what Miss Alex said. I think that um, your suffering does not only help 
other people's suffering, but it also your suffering helps other people's salvation and them coming to Jesus and finding Jesus. Um, a lot of people, they use their suffering and they're like, well, God wouldn't do this to me if um, he was real. God wouldn't do all this stuff to me. But in reality, God does all this stuff to you so that you can lean on him and find him and need him and seek him and help other people who are going through that to find him and seek him. Um, so I think that a really good phrase is, your suffering helps others' salvation. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, do you want me to read this verse I have? Yeah. Okay. Well, this kind of goes along with everything. So it's, okay. It's Matthew six thirty three. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all the things will be given to you as well. So since we're talking about callings, I thought this was a good verse because it's basically saying that if we're seeking his kingdom, which in a way I sort of see, uh, I'm assuming, I don't know how you all feel, but I feel like in a way the studio is us trying to lead people to have like the little kids and like all the people who attend the studio to lead them into a, a better or more strong relationship with Jesus. And I feel like that's part of the reason why we feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because we're doing what we're seeking his kingdom first, right? And I can say from personal experience that I actually ran away from the idea of doing this in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. like as in, I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm leaving. Like, you remember, mm-hmm. I was going to leave and I wasn't going to stay. I was going to go back home. And there was something still like in the back of my mind being like, Alex, you're not supposed to be doing it. You have to stay. And then I ended up realizing that I had to stay. But it was because I was running away from the side. I was more focused on myself, which if you listen to our podcast last week, we talked about this. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I feel like I was a little bit lukewarm. I was in that like up and down, but I was in the down. And so um, whenever I read this, I thought, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. When I say given to you, I'm thinking um, not happiness, but fulfillment Mm -hmm. if I'm seeking his kingdom and I wasn't at the time and then now that I am I'm like who cares what's going on like you know did you have anything else to say about the (laughs) well go ahead I was just gonna say we did not do our order of commercial breaks so we're not gonna have that this week oh well oh I actually have something to say yeah (laughs) um it's kind of an odd topic kind of going back to when like when I was talking about diabetes, when I first got diagnosed, I was a kid, and you know, all I, I didn't, I don't remember a whole lot of what the first few years were like. All I know is what my mom's told me that it was harder, but now that I'm older, I'm thinking about how hard it was for her. You know, she was my mom, I was her baby. I felt like she was so scared, but she never let me know. I'm kind of gonna brag on her, and she's gonna listen to this later, but (laughs) I, have just come to realize in the past few years how strong my mom is. Just, she is my rock (laughs) all the time. And a couple months ago, I went into DKA and I was in the hospital and I was really just mad at the world. I'm like, why is this happening to me again? Why has God done this to me? And I was talking to my mom about like, why this has to happen to me? Why was I chosen to go through this? And she said, because Addison, because if other people had, had gone through it, you would need to, because you need a triumph. You need to overcome something. You need to be strong. You need to come out stronger. And that's just really stuck with me, because that's exactly what she did. And I feel like my mom, it's I'm kind of getting, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> um, 
this studio has went through obstacles. When it first opened, it was during COVID, <coughs> and I don't feel like I was nervous that this place is going to close down because not a lot of people were coming. Everyone's scared of COVID, but we made it through. We're still here. We're doing the podcast. You know, we're like a cat with nine lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that you and your mom are more than overcomers. I think I told you that before. I, I, you know, overcomer is a huge word for me. I mean, our family tattoo has the word overcomer in it, and um, and that's a huge thing for me. But I, I honestly, when I see you, and which is also a reflection of your mother, um, I, I think that you guys are more than overcomers. I think you're conquerors. I, I just think that the way that you guys handle this and you keep going and you come in here and you put in all of these hours of dance for the team and you and you give 150% and you do all of this in, in, in spite of the fact that you are type one diabetic. And you know, we've got, you've got your, are they called ports? Is that what they're, what are they called? Um, I have a sensor and a pump. A pump, so you've got your sensor and your pump and you've got your bag with you, you know, that you have to have with you, and, but yet you're still right out there and, and every once in a while you get notified to go and get some carbs and you leave the studio room and you go into the break room and you eat your carbs and you come right back in and without skipping a beat and you're ready to just dance again and you're going and you're going and and it's and I sit there and I watch that and it makes me sad that our team is so small and it makes me sad that our studio is so small simply because of the few people that are witnessing what you do it's just such I'm gonna get emotional it's just such a testimony I'm so honored to know you. So you're gonna make me cry. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew someone in um, junior high. It might have been high school, but she for it was like what is it? It's like Diabetes Awareness Day, month, week, mm-hmm. something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and she legitimately like she would. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. She took a pump and she like redid her pump every time that her friend would have to do it. She did like the entire life of her diabetic friend. And I was just like, cool, whatever. <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. Um, and then when I met you, I've never met anyone that had type one diabetes until I met you and started teaching you. And then, and every day I think about when uh, my friend Avery did that for her friend, cause she literally lived the life of a diabetic for like a week straight um, and would post all of her feelings and her updates on everything that was going on because she was going to raise awareness through la- that, just like that. Um, and I think about that every day now because I'm like, wow, just watching Addie at the studio and all the things that you have to do for that, that's insane. And to think that, like, I never would have understood. I never would have witnessed. I, I saw somebody pretend, well, quote, unquote, pretend to be um, like her diabetic friend. And I was just like, OK, cool. Like, I never would have thought how much of an actual, like, struggle and um, how much work it was until I met you. And yet she does it without blinking. Yeah. And there's I like mean, no she problem. Literally, you literally, you do everything that the team does. There, there is, there is no. Um, th- this does not hold you back in any way, shape, or form. And that is, so. There's so. And, and I, I'm not. I'm not trying to sound defensive or to pull up debate or controversy or anything like that. But as a couple years older person than <laughs> you guys, um, I um, watching people your age and their entitlement and their victim, the, this victim role that they seem to be playing all the time. And, um, and, I, and again, I'm not trying to get people mad, but seeing kids find excuses for every reason 
to not be able to do something, can't do this, can't do that, because excuse after excuse after excuse, and then we watch you walk in here where you have a legitimate excuse, mm-hmm. but no one will ever look at you mm. and think that you have been in any way, shape, or form been a victim of anything. Um, you have, you, you're, you're just, I mean, all of Moorhead, we need to like make a statue of you or something <laughs> else <laughs> that needs to know I about mean, Maddie. It's so. clearly going to be working for your calling because it's already yes. working for, like you're already using that to your calling just from being at yes. the studio and having us see it. You, yeah. you have already at, in eighth grade have made an impact on our lives, you know, so, and it's been a very positive impact. I love that I've impacted you guys because I've always prided myself on not letting diabetes stop me. Mm-hmm. Like when someone says, no, you probably can't do that because you're a diabetic. I'm, I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like everyone needs to kind of have that mentality when someone so- tells you no, thinking in your back of your head, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. I can do that. They just want to put me down, but yes, I can. And my mom has been so good about just telling me that all my life. I'll come home and tell her, be like, someone says I'm weak because I'm a diabetic. She's like, no, you're stronger. You're strong because you don't let it hold you back. Mm -hmm. And the studio has, I feel good when I've had a good blood sugar day. And everyone's like, yay, it's been a great day. I've had a great blood sugar day. And then at the end of a bad blood sugar day, whether I've been high, sick, nauseous, lightheaded, whatever, I'm kind of like, I made it through. I did it. I'm okay. I'm fine. It's just the good days can overcome the bad days, but you need a bad day every once in a while to realize how good the good days are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, I feel like we're all following. Okay. Okay. <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's, that'd be, that's the podcast. Um, next week, do we know our topic? Well, I don't know, because we never really stick to our topic. You know, we talked a lot about God's calling, but like yeah. to wrap, which we did have that on here, um, and it did kind of come back around to the studio, but I think the importance of the conversation was that it doesn't really matter what you think of yourself. If you put your trust and your faith in him, you will do what he wants you to accomplish, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yes. At least that's kind of what I thought about yeah. that conversation. It's all about it's anything that you go through, everything that you go through, it's um, for his purpose and it's for his calling. And if you stick to his word and listen to him, you'll get there yeah. and you'll help other people. In less than a month, we're going to nationals in Orlando. And um, this is a first for everybody um, on the team. No one on the team is, has, comp- has competed actually in dance, let alone gone to nationals and competed. And that's, that's uh, a big deal for us just for the fact that we're going. Um, but it's, you know, it's like what we keep telling you guys, just give us, you know, give God your absolute best, give us your best in practice and in your classes. And when we go to nationals and, you know, they have, there's this, this phrase, they always say, leave it on the floor. When you go out there, you're going to leave it all out on the floor. And I don't like that phrase. Um, it's a competitive phrase, which I love competition, but I think is you go out there and you give it all to God not leave it on the floor, give it all to God, and then let him do with it what he wants. Um, whether it's a trophy or whether it's somebody in the audience because of our contemporary piece having such a, such a major message in it, maybe, hopefully people in the more important than the trophy is that people in the audience are like, wow, who's this Jesus guy? Because yeah. that was awesome. Um, that's my hope and my prayer for nationals. So those of mm-hmm. you that are watching or listening, if you're prayer people, please be praying for us as we're getting ready for nationals and while we're at nationals. 
So instead of telling you what we're going to talk about next week, because we have switched it on you at least three times by now, um, <laughs> we're just going to say please come back next week to listen to more um, insightful information on Jesus and our thoughts on other things. But before you pray us out, we do need to hear a word from our sponsor. So, um, Allie, would you like to introduce the word from our sponsor? <laughs> this is a word from our sponsor. Snickerdoodle. That was a word from our sponsor. <laughs> All right, now I can pray us out. Um, I thoroughly enjoy our words from our sponsors. And bow your head, close your eyes if you're able to. Dear Holy Father, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for all the things that you've given us and taken away, Jesus. Um, we thank you that we're constantly reminded that you're on the throne, God, and that you're in control and that uh, your ways are higher than our ways, God. We pray for our friends, our family, our community, that they all seek you and that they're safe, happy, and healthy, Jesus. We love you, we praise you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.